0: Seven Strangers, does that not make you a serial killer? So I didn't kill him every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, mm, I'm going to kill If I did, there well, would be hello, hundreds Well, it took you 12 months. And then he brings those Rex again, and that's when I just looked at him my first body. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? This is, uh, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right.
1: Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate.
0: Hi and welcome to Murder.
1: Who are you, Danny?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Danny. <laughs> and I'm Gabe. And this is Murder.
1: Episode Undetermined.
0: Yes. So today we are gonna be talking about Sharon Kin, also known as. I might butcher this, Gabe.
1: I'm okay it's with it. It's in that. Spanish.
0: Oh, do it. La Pistolera. You gotta, you gotta help me out here.
1: La Pistolera.
0: That one. Also known as the Gunfighter.
1: Yeah. That's a cool. Isn't it? Nickname.
0: Yeah. So, I guess we'll start with her being born at the beginning. Okay, so Sharon was born in Missouri in November of 1939. And she was born to a normal family. Um... She met her future husband, James Kin when she was 16. He was 22 at the time, and they met at a church function. Soon after meeting, they started dating, except James left her to go to university. However, when he was at school, he got a letter from her saying that she was pregnant, and he left, he took a leave to return to her, Um, they ended up getting married, and she was 16 or 17 at this time, but their marriage certificate stated that she was 18. They eloped, pretty much, but a year later, when after she had converted to Mormonism, which is what James was, then they had a more official wedding where they invited people. She never had this baby. She had, well, she says she had a miscarriage. And after they got married, she began babysitting and James took a job as an electrician. And she soon became pregnant again, or for the first time, who knows. Uh, And she had a daughter named Dana in 1957. After becoming a mom, Sharon left her job and she started to fill her days with shopping and affairs. (laughs) She later had a second child named Troy. And by 1960, which is... How long have they been married at this point?
1: Hmm. When did they marry?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So it looks like they've been married about four years by now. James was starting to contemplate having a divorce because of her shopping habits and he suspected that she was being unfaithful to him, which is true. <laughs> she, James talked to his parents and discussed how Sharon agreed to divorce with him, if she could keep the house, the kids, and he paid her
1: $1,000. Nope.
0: His parents were pretty religious, and they were against him getting divorced, and they convinced him to stay with her. But Sharon was also interested in divorcing him, and she told one of her suitors that she would pay him $1,000 to kill her husband. But he later came out and said that was most likely a joke. Hmm. And so... On the night of March 19th, 1960, the police receive a call from Sharon that she's found her husband shot in their bedroom. So they re- respond to the call and her husband was shot in the back of the head. Sharon said that their 2-year-old daughter was playing. Their 2-year-old daughter was playing with a gun and accidentally pulled the trigger, shooting her husband in the back of the head. Like 2-year-olds do.
1: At least she didn't claim it was suicide. (laughs) As some actual cops have.
0: Yeah. But the gun was so well oiled that it didn't have any fingerprints on it. Hmm. And the police did not do a gunshot residue test on the daughter or Sharon. So it was ultimately labeled as an accident.
1: That's just sloppy.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) Sharon is pretty lucky you'll see time and time again. So she received $29,000 of life insurance money. And today that is $255,000.
1: Not bad for a marriage?
0: No. On April 18th, it's almost exactly a month after her husband's death, Sharon went to buy a new car with that new money. And she met a man named Walter who was a salesman at the car place. She decided he would make a wonderful second husband and she began having an affair with him. Uh, He had a wife and kids and unfortunately he wouldn't leave them for her. In May, she told Walter that she was pregnant. However, instead of leaving his family like she thought he would, he decided to leave her.
1: Mm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The next day, Sharon contacted Walter's wife, Patricia, while Patricia was at work and told her that Walter was having an affair with Sharon's sister. Not her. She said her sister.
1: Hey, how would she how did she claim to even know this?
0: Because it's her sister, like her sister told her that she was having an affair with this guy. She was trying to be like the good guy,
1: right? Yeah. I I more mean so she she tells the wife that her sister is cheating on her husband on her with her husband. Mm Mhm. Yeah, but why would she believe about her name,
0: Patricia Sharon?
1: Why would she Why would she believe Sharon?
0: So okay, so Sharon is saying her own sister, not Patricia's sister
1: oh okay that's okay
0: (laughs) is that making more sense
1: yeah i didn't know she had a sister
0: she doesn't she was lying. oh
1: okay okay got it (laughs) plot twist (laughs) got it
0: (laughs) yeah so she was lying and saying that her non-existent sister was cheating with walter on patricia but see it's like a soap opera yeah uh sharon said she wanted to meet with patricia to talk more about it and Patricia agreed she had her carpool buddy drop her off where she was gonna meet Sharon Mm -hmm. however after that Patricia was never found again Um, she went missing she never returned home from work and her husband Walter called the police and filed a missing person's report after talking with um patricia's carpool buddy walter heard the description of the car and the woman that patricia was meeting and he immediately called sharon who admitted to seeing patricia um in the evening she went missing and she said that she had dropped patricia off at her house and saw her stop to talk to a man in a green ford truck but she uh, said she had driven away before seeing what happened. And she said she felt so bad about not watching her walk away from the truck and going home. She would help search for the missing Patricia. How nice. Mm-hmm. So she calls up one of her lovers <laughs> and enlists his help to find the missing woman. The evening of May 27th Sharon rip- finds the body of 23 year old Patricia Jones. She said that her and her lover had gone to look in the woods and came across the body and called the police. The lover, his name is John, he says that she insisted they go and search these woods. Um... And in 1961, less than a year later, Sharon goes to trial for the murder of Patricia.
1: Wait. How how did they how did they know she was the one who did it?
0: Okay. So there's a lot of suspicious, like circumstantial evidence. First, she insisted that they go and search these random woods. Then also when the police arrested a bunch of people who are just like persons of interest and they um interviewed them it was her john her lover and walter the husband mm-hmm. they all well no two of them walter and john agreed to do a polygraph test and they both passed it and sharon was just really sketchy the whole time and she kept like lying and making up different stories and she wouldn't do a polygraph test and So they took her to trial, and she was ultimately acquitted because there wasn't actually enough evidence. It was too much circumstantial evidence. Right. Which is unfortunate. (laughs) I mean, lucky for her.
1: I mean, hey, if she's innocent, then she's innocent.
0: Right. So? Just like OJ. She should write a book.
1: (laughs) How I would have done it.
0: (laughs) Okay, but after this... The trial led investigators to reopen the case of her previously murdered husband, and that went to trial as well. Okay, so in 1962, she was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of her husband, but it was overturned due to procedural irregularities. Whatever that means, I think the case just, like, wasn't handled correctly. So then it went to trial a second time, and it was a mistrial. And then it went to trial a third time, and ended up with a hung jury. And it was going to go to trial a fourth time, but she was let out on bond, and she fled to Mexico. Good for her. (laughs) So while in Mexico... Sharon was staying in a hotel, and there were shots heard, and the police were called. She was found in a room with a dead man, but... Okay, wait, let's start over. So, when she was in Mexico, she says that she found a man who was selling art, and she went with him to his hotel room to buy some art. And then he made advances towards her, and she thought she was going to get raped. So she shot him. But then, when an employee came in to make sure she was okay and that everything was okay because he heard the gunshots, she shot him as well. <laughs> and. The
1: employee was going to rape her.
0: <laughs> that's what she says. She was scared he was coming in. To...
1: Yeah. Um, to finish the job.
0: Mm hmm. So. The police were called and the man she shot and killed was named Francisco. Sharon continually reported that he was trying to rape her and she was just acting in self-defense. The police thought that it was more likely that she had actually been trying to rob him and it was a robbery gone wrong. Oh boy. Yeah. Later, logistics showed that the weapon that had killed Francisco matched the weapon that had been used to kill Patricia Jones
1: so the bullet they must have ex- they must have examined the bullet mm-hmm. and seen the markings on the bullet and tied it to that gun
0: mm-hmm crazy right yeah so unexpected
1: mind blown <laughs> plot twist
0: yeah so in 1965 Sharon was convicted of murdering Francisco and was sentenced to 10 years in prison sharon tried to appeal this but after judicial review it was lengthened to 13 years
1: that's still such a short amount of time for killing two people
0: yeah well i mean she still had her sentence she had to do in america this is just the one in mexico
1: right oof although
0: although she never even had a fourth trial so
1: prisons in mexico are more rough so
0: Uh, well, so, in 1965 is when she was convicted of murdering Francisco, right? In 1969, Sharon escaped from prison and has never been found. She currently holds the longest outstanding arrest warrant for murder in the history of Kansas City, Missouri, and one of the longest outstanding felony warrants in American history
1: that's pretty gangster
0: yeah um and that is the story of Sharon Kinn the very lucky creative mysterious woman
1: I kind of love it because that's the third murder we've done where it ends with and they're still out there (laughs) they could be anywhere that's Uh, a really
0: good point it is isn't it it's spooky.
1: Because the bathtub girls both got out in their mm-hmm. early twenties, so they're roughly our age now, just living in the world. Yeah. Um. And then who was the second one? It was an older woman who was going to be out when she's like sixty something. Oh, that's yeah. She's
0: yep. out soon. Two years, I think. Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah, because it got. It was it originally twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty six, and now it's twenty twenty two. Yeah, so she's going to be out and maybe looking for revenge against her family who put her away.
0: Mm-hmm. And then there's this woman
1: who although I guess she doesn't have much revenge to you know no. she's not like looking for revenge but she clearly is willing to partner with people and then kill them for insurance money
0: yeah she would be 81 now
1: wow so she she was born in the 30s you yeah say?
0: 39 I think
1: yeah and she broke out of prison in the 80s um no in the
0: 1969 and 39. she was born in 39
1: so she broke out when she was 31
0: yeah 30 31
1: so so she's been out for wow so she she got to live her life really
0: or did she so I mean, there's what? a lot of theories about how she escaped and the most the one i found most interesting was that the family of Francisco, the man she killed in Mexico, they mm. helped her escape and then murdered her for revenge.
1: Oh, right. That'd, that'd be pretty cool.
0: Right. Crazy.
1: I mean, bad. Yeah, it would be awful because murder, but that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but it is like a really interesting theory.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is kind of how things are done down there. So it's not Yeah. unheard of. But still, even, even so, helping someone escape is no easy task.
0: So this prison that she went to is a some woman's correctional facility. It didn't have the best security. It it was super understaffed. And then the night she escaped, there was a power outage as well. So there's no security tapes or anything. So some people think she just walked out. There was like a door that was unlocked that shouldn't have been locked uh that shouldn't have been left unlocked, and she could have just walked out. Super unlikely, though, because it was just her. It wasn't anybody else. So I think she should have, she could have, she would have needed help from other people. There's no way she does.
1: Yeah. But to be the only one who escaped, that seems unlikely.
0: I mean, I don't know. She could have bribed somebody with, I don't know. It is very interesting. I just, yeah. But most of the theories, they're like, she bribed people.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that makes the most sense to me because she would have money. Mm Mm-hmm. So she would have the means to bribe people. Mm -hmm. But then I don't know which is cooler that this family got revenge on her by helping her escape and then just executing her. Or if she managed to escape and has somehow eluded the authorities for this long.
0: I I really like that one. Like she just I mean, it's awful. She was not a good person. Like who knows if she murdered other people if she escaped.
1: Yeah. And especially if she stayed in Mexico. It's just uh, I looked this up and this was a more modern statistic, so I don't know how it um it could have been worse honestly back then. But I think the murder rate the murder solve rate in Mexico is like two per cent. So two? Yeah, two percent. Wow. Yeah. Hang on. I'll double check so it's low (laughs) yeah yeah so according to the impunity index from 2010 to 2016 the (laughs) 95 percent of murders went unpunished in mexico so she really could stay in mexico and have you know keep kept doing this Granted, the life insurance payouts would have been much smaller, I think, but she would have been able to prey on more people without getting, and the likelihood of getting caught would go down.
0: Yeah, And I mean, she was like a really attractive woman too, and then she was fluent in Spanish by the time she escaped, because she had been in that prison for like four years.
1: Yeah, so she could be there, and just doing her thing. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know which I like more. I, I, I if, if only we could like, we could contact the family and just be like, okay, murder exclusive. Did you kill her? <laughs> like, like who's, who's going to, who's going to arrest you? The Mexican authorities? No way. The U.S. government? No way. <laughs>
0: like, I'm, they totally would tell us.
1: Yeah. We seem <laughs> trustworthy.
0: He'll just be on our podcast. Yeah. But okay. How lucky is she? Because if she had been convicted of, like, if they had handled it correctly and she got convicted of killing, uh, what was her name? Patricia. Yeah. Then she wouldn't have been able to escape. If she had been convicted of killing her husband one of the three times she went to trial. And, like, instead it was, like, most, I don't want to be harsh, but it was, like, seems like it was police mismanagement of the crime scene and not, like, follow through. I know with Patricia some of it was part of like the autopsy wasn't done correctly Mm -hmm. and then with her killing her husband allegedly (laughs) killing her husband like they didn't do the gun residue test
1: yeah they seem pretty certain that it i don't know it's so odd because as long as i can remember it's always just safe to assume Mm -hmm. the spouse is the one who committed the murder and and a gsr test on the hands would have been pretty conclusive Mm -hmm. like you know if you say your kid fired the gun who's two and the kid has no residue on them Mm -hmm. and then you do it's like okay then clearly clearly you shot the gun killed the husband whether it's an accident or not and now are lying about it so that would have been far more convincing than
0: so do you think if the roles were reversed and it was like a husband who had killed a wife do you think they would have done it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you think oh, yeah. sex had to do with it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it it's it just... And in a way, it's it's a bit infantilizing because I think maybe the cops just assumed, oh, like this woman wouldn't have it in her to kill someone like this. Mm-hmm. But that's, of course, just speculation. But you do, you do see it in... Yeah, there is a, a sex gap in terms of the punishments men and women face for these kinds of crimes because women are seen as more sympathetic and people... The whole seeing a woman crying at the stand is more powerful than looking at a guy who's trying to keep it together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, she also was very attractive.
1: It really does play a huge role. As we both know, the halo effect, Mm -hmm. which is this effect that people who are more attractive tend to get treated more favorably. Whether it's uh, less harsh punishments or more promotions, better raises.
0: Yeah. it's
1: All of the above.
0: I know. It helps to be attractive.
1: Yeah. It's uh, rules one and two of the internet. <laughs> Rule one, be attractive. Rule two, don't be
0: unattractive. <laughs> Is that what we're doing wrong?
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> darn it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But she also, her, I wanted to comment on this when you were telling the story, but when you mentioned that she's having an affair with this married guy and she claims to be so sad that she didn't stick around to see his wife's kidnapping, that she calls upon her lover to come search with her. I'm, like, as the the married guy, you know, I suppose, you know, you can't be mad that the woman you're cheating with has other lovers, but that seemed so strange to me, the idea of, like, your mistress going to her lover to help you look for your wife who you've been cheating on.
0: Yeah, she... Was a woman who had many men. (laughs) No, I thought that was really interesting too. But, and it wasn't even like just one of her lovers, Walter. He, like, she wanted to marry him Mm -hmm. and wanted him to be her second husband. But, like, she didn't feel that same way about John. I wonder why.
1: I don't even know if she would know.
0: I mean, do you think part of it was that Walter had a family and, like, he wouldn't come to her like she wanted what she couldn't have
1: there's always an element of that yeah. with these kinds of people yeah but she what did her husband do to you know we shouldn't I shouldn't phrase it that way but what what in her mind was her husband doing to justify killing him
0: no idea i think oh no i do know uh the life insurance money she knew she would get 29000 if he died while they're married but if he got the divorce he wanted and died, she wouldn't get anything.
1: Okay. Damn. Because she had two kids with him or one kid?
0: Uh, Well, she had two kids, supposedly both with him.
1: What happened to them?
0: I read that they both went to the husband's parents.
1: Uh, did she get rid of them after she killed her husband?
0: She would have them watch her kids when she was out doing stuff but she primarily kept them until she was put in prison or like had to go through the whole court system.
1: So were they in Mexico with her?
0: No they stayed in with her parent-in-laws is that the right word?
1: Her, her in-laws? Her
0: in-laws. There you go. <laughs> yeah so they were with her in-laws.
1: Wow so how'd you get the nickname because she shot those two guys?
0: Cause she had yeah, so when she went to Mexico, she took, I read, it was three guns with her from America, and then while in Mexico, she purchased another two. She just, I don't know. And then every murder she did was with a gun.
1: Did she wear them all at the same time? Like no, some kind of That would have been cowboy.
0: cool, though. She was just this, like, feminine woman who killed a bunch of people with guns.
1: Yeah, the last one was a robbery gone wrong.
0: I know. Well, that's what they think. They don't know.
1: I mean, it seemed to be the case. Yeah, her argument of, I was going to be raped, looks a lot weaker when you shoot the guy coming in to check on you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that poor guy. He survived, though. She just shot him in, like, the arm or something. Oh, wow. He, like, peeked in, and, <laughs> and she shot him, and he's like, nope.
1: <laughs> did he did he run after, or did she run? What happened?
0: Uh, she, I think think she stayed in the room and he bailed and called the police and they came.
1: Damn, she should have followed
0: him. She should have ran. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She let him get away and call the cops. Yeah. Amateur.
0: Yeah. She probably thought her argument of like self-defense was pretty strong. So I was thinking with each episode, we could do a very short segment called Women in History and... I could highlight a very, very short amount of time to a woman who did something in history.
1: What's it called? What's the segment called?
0: Women in history.
1: Should be called herstory.
0: Oh, shut up! That's amazing. (laughs) So, you want to do it, herstory?
1: (laughs) It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Yes,
0: I love it so much. (laughs) Go for it. Okay, so this one is about Josephine Cochrane. Cochrane and.
1: Pretty phallic last name.
0: She invented the dishwasher. Did she really? Yes. She got sick and tired of doing dishes and by hand. And she was like, if nobody else is going to find a way to create a machine to do this for me, I'm going to do it myself. And she went to her shed in the backyard and invented the dishwasher.
1: How? How? I mean, like, how? When was this actually? A better question
0: uh 1886 is when she first filed her patent
1: what must a a dishwasher look like back then
0: those are questions i'll post an instagram of what they look like and uh she was actually really cool she uh created it and there was a lot of interest In restaurants and hotels and stuff, where there's obviously like a high volume of dishes, and they were all very interested. And she ended up creating a company called the Garris Cochran Manufacturing Company, and they built hand and power operated dishwashers.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at some of these images, and they look like they don't actually look super old fashioned. Although there's this one where it's like a drum and you yeah. crank it from the top.
0: Mm-hmm. Because not everybody had like power back then. So they had hand operated ones.
1: They so could cool. wash
0: so many dishes at once versus by hand. Yeah.
1: See, now that's, that's a keeper.
0: Isn't that amazing? And then actually in 1913, when she died, her company ended up becoming part of KitchenAid. So,
1: well, but after she died. Yes. I wonder if she has kids who are just heirs to this dishwashing empire.
0: It says she has two kids but doesn't give their names or anything.
1: But when that's when you think of most first world homes, they have dishwashers.
0: I'm actually in my first home with a dishwasher right now. Really. And it's life changing. Yeah. It's like seriously amazing. I've washed dishes by hand my whole life and now you just like put them in this machine and you push start. And then you open it, and they're dry, and they're clean, and it's amazing. Yep. It's truly amazing.
1: But that's like a huge contribution to most modern lives.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was a woman.
1: Yeah. See, isn't that cool? No man at that that time would have even thought to fix this, because it'd be like, it gets done anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why would I think of a way of making this better Mm -hmm. when it's just like I walk into the kitchen and there's always clean dishes yeah this clearly isn't a need
0: yeah and she was like I'm done with this nonsense
1: I wonder how many other things like like that women have solved
0: and we're gonna go through that with story. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's amazing
1: you know one thing I was talking more recently with my roommates about is women always talk about wishing their clothing had pockets
0: oh my gosh this has been a Kobe, side note really quick Kobe and I have matching holiday pajamas yeah and they're the same price they're the same exact pajamas but mine were bought in the woman's section and his was men Mm -hmm. his have pockets and mine don't (laughs) but like isn't that awful
1: yeah but see I've been hearing this complaint since I was like a teenager I always just assumed okay this is gonna get solved any day now and then here we are 10 years later And now I'm just sort of hearing about companies run by women that focus on making the clothing more functional and having pockets. And it's like driving me nuts because I'm like, if I had known it was going to take this long, I would have started something for this five years ago and like raked it in.
0: All right. Yeah. So that was the story of Sharon Kinn.
1: I keep trying to think of a, a pun with her last name and I can't do it. Sharon Kinn. Kinesiology. She's not a, she's not a kinesiologist. See, that, would, that would have been perfect.
0: <laughs> um, Kin Kin Ken
1: you think of a pun? A not <laughs> We're terrible.
0: <laughs> so, thank you for listening. And that's it. No, no, follow us on...
1: Oh, I always put the the pre-recorded one. Oh uh, right. so
0: boring. We should what? switch it up.
1: Alright, then you do one. Alright. Cut a promo. Go.
0: Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and hit that subscribe button.
1: We have a subscribe button?
0: Yes, uh, on Apple Podcasts and I think Spotify. I don't know. Right. Yeah.
1: And iHeartRadio, I where apparently the majority of our listeners come from.
0: Yes, it's a great app. Love it. Never heard of it. <laughs> All right. Thank you.